0: Hey, it's Dr. Whitney. I'm an author, a coach, and a mama to two growing girls. Yep, I do it all. Well, actually, that's not true. I used to do it all. Now, I only really do the things that matter most to me. If that feels too good to be true, it's not. Here's the thing, before I became a mom, I was totally thrilled with the idea of doing everything and being everything to everyone. I was told that if I just kept swimming, everything would work out fine. But I was dead wrong. Hustle culture, perfectionism, and the endless hamster wheel of work mom life weighed me down. That feeling of never giving enough but having absolutely no more to give brought me to my knees. My first daughter, who was diagnosed with autism this year, was an endless well of needs. My relationship with my husband was full of more resentment than love. Our second daughter felt left in the dust and told me one day she thought I didn't love her. But I couldn't get off the roller coaster of my working mom life. I was heartbroken, but I was also exhausted and hardly ever the joyful present mom or career woman I always thought I'd be. Making time for activities that fed my soul on a regular basis? <laughs> what time for that? And as a result, I wasn't as effective at my job. I didn't show up my best self at the office, my performance suffered at home and at work. Do you identify with that? To feeling completely overwhelmed and overworked, to drowning in mental clutter and a sea of stress, to wishing you had more to give at the office and at home? That was me, burnt out and ready to call it quits, until I decided I couldn't juggle that demand, those heavy burdens of life, of motherhood in the workplace without a sustainable system I could use to get off and stay off the hamster wheel. So I created a framework that worked for me, but also for all the other caregivers I connect with in my clinic and online. And now I coach career-focused caregivers to organize their stress and clear their mental clutter so they can live purposeful, aligned lives. I help overwhelmed moms get off the work-life home hamster wheel so they can be the parents, partners, people, and professionals they always dreamed they'd be. Are you ready to live a more joyful, productive, and mentally uncluttered life? To give more without draining yourself? To spend your time, energy, and focus on what matters most to you so you can thrive and everyone around you can too? Then go to ModernMommyDoc.com and click on Coaching so you can be part of the Momversation. Welcome to the Modern Mommy Doc Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Casares. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Modern Mommy Doc podcast. It's your host, Dr. Whitney, and I am Thrilled today! We have been working on getting this podcast recording going for quite a while. Today, I have Miss Kristen McGee, who is one of the Yoga Peloton instructors, and I'm just so excited that she's here because I'm a total fan girl of hers, and I do all of her workouts. And so, it's great to have you here, Kristen. Thanks so much for being here on the show. Thank you
1: so much, Whitney. I'm so happy to be here.
0: All right, so Kristen, I really want to hear about your story, about how you got into yoga, then how you ended up with Peloton. So start from the beginning. I'd love to hear kind of how you landed where you are now.
1: Okay. My journey is such a fun one because I grew up in a small town in Idaho. I came from a family of very musical oriented. My mom and dad were in musical theater my older brother was in a band he still is in a, a rock band my younger brother sings all of us were very theatrical and we loved to perform so i wanted to go to either california to become an actress or move to new york to become an actress and so i ended up at nyu and in my acting classes at nyu we were doing yoga as a way to warm up because of the breath work being in the moment using the meditative aspect, especially for theater actors who have to be very present and able to constantly really be listening to what's going on in the moment. So I fell in love with yoga. I had always been a dancer and I loved the choreography aspect of it. I loved the breath work. I loved how I felt after I would be done with the yoga class. I'd lie in Shavasana and I felt like I'd finally come home to myself, to my body, to my breath. Everything resonated with with me, and I was practicing religiously after class. I would be in class all day long at NYU, and then I would go to a studio right in the down the block from me in the East Village. It was funny. I was actually talking about this today because I was teaching a rock Pilates class and. I had a Joan Jett song in my class. And and sure enough, she was in class teaching or taking yoga with me years ago in the East Village. So I've come through this landscape of when yoga was not very, it was kind of on the fringe back in the early 90s when I was practicing. And now I love that it's so widespread and that so many people are getting involved in the practice because it is just one of these incredible ways to really connect with yourself. So fast forward graduated NYU certified to teach yoga, started teaching at all the local gyms and the yoga centers and I would teach wherever whenever I could because I loved it so much. I would volunteer teach I was volunteer teaching in schools. and I was discovered at a, a place near the Viacom building in Midtown by an MTV producer who asked if I wanted to audition for the first MTV yoga video. I went into audition and I was cast. So I choreographed and led the first MTV yoga video, and then we did an MTV Pilates video, MTV Power Yoga and MTV Pilates mix, which was kind of a mix of yoga and Pilates. And that put my name out there in the kind of celebrity trainer atmosphere. So I started doing a lot of speaking engagements, and I wrote a book called Chair Yoga for Harper Collins. I was writing for Health Magazine and other various publications. I was hosting on the Home Shopping Network. I produced some of my own DVDs. And in 2018, I reached out to Robin, who I had, had done a, a similar campaign with years ago, and asked if they were hiring any yoga teachers. And she said, you know, come in and audition. And so I did. And Peloton Yoga was launched in December of 2018.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: When I first started teaching yoga in a lot of the gyms and health clubs, I would randomly be asked to sub Pilates classes. And so I figured, uh, you know, I I should certify to teach in Pilates as well because I had I was getting asked to teach all these different classes as well as yoga, even though yoga and Pilates are different disciplines. I love them both. I think they're very complementary to each other. But it was great that I had that background as well. And I also got my personal training certificate and kept on really learning more and more in the fitness space and that's what I truly love about being at peloton because I teach yoga and I love yoga and it's probably one of my my main focuses and what I really what really resonates with me but I also love Pilates I also love strength training I also love jumping on the bike or the tread with my colleagues and going for a run or going for a ride I just feel like it's such an incredible place to be with with the way that I view fitness, I'm like a kid in a candy store when it comes to working out because I just think it it feels so good. And it's such a great structure and support system for people that we often forget about or we think of fitness as being sometimes something that we have to do as opposed to, like, I look at it as something I get to do. It's super exciting for me and invigorating when I get to move my body and I get to connect with my breath and I get to discover things about myself that I I usually don't if I'm running about my day. So when I'm on my yoga mat, my mind is quiet, or even when I'm on a ride and a teacher will say something to me, or I think, just think there's all these epiphanies and aha moments that people can have when they're working out and moving their body and connecting with their body. And so I think it puts fitness in a different mindset for a lot of us when, or a lot of people who feel like they don't want to work out when they look at it in that way. A lot of moms that I work with, even they'll say, you know, I have postnatal yoga classes on the platform and people message me and say, I just love the fact that I can reconnect with my body now that it's in a different place. It was, you know, before having my, my first child, for instance, but also women who are Prenatal, There's prenatal yoga on the platform as well, and people who are actually discovering the changes in their bodies for the first time, or whether it's their second or third or fourth pregnancy, it's always different. So I find that to be the most, one of the most rewarding parts of my job. And what I love about being at, at Peloton particularly is that it's so well-rounded.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I was just thinking about, there must be so many moms or moms to be, new moms, who also are able to experience Peloton in a great way because if there's a class that's developed specifically for them, they know, you know, the the risk of in, of injury, everyone has to take their own specific steps, talk to their health provider about what's okay for them. But I'm just thinking about like, after I had my second daughter, I remember this maybe two months out and I went for a run. It was like my first thing that I had done back to exercise. And of course, my visuospatial awareness was totally different. My body had changed so much and I fully Mm -hmm. fell and sprained my ankle and couldn't do exercise then for another month afterward. And I feel like before Peloton came along, it was few and far between the offerings for that specific group of people. And so if you wanted to do a prenatal class or postnatal class, it's like there's one video out there for you and you have to just do it on loop. You know, as opposed to now you can go on the platform and do like however many videos that you want to, it feels like it's endless in terms of the opportunities for yoga or for walking
1: or for Pilates that there's, it's just way more inclusive. Isn't that true? And I, I find that it's also community building. So when you're on the leaderboard and you see other moms taking class with you, you it reminds you that we're all connected and that we have this community here that is a support system. And you said, you know, possibly in your fourth trimester, we forget that there's relaxin, there's a hormone in our body, and it takes a while for it to, you know, for our hormones to shift so you could still be a lot more mobile than you realized, and so thus, you know, falling and spraining your ankle might not be a, that atypical because you had this extra relaxin in your body, you're... You're, you're more hypermobile than usual because you're just given birth. And so it is nice to have those offerings. And it's it's wonderful to know that you have a space where you can go and you can connect with other people and then you can reconnect with your body, whatever it's going through. I feel I find that, you know, people reach out to me as well who, who'll say, Thank goodness I had your meditations. I lost my father this past year, or the pandemic's been very anxiety producing, or I have a six-year-old who has a hard time falling asleep at night, and the family meditations are really helpful. And I, th- those are the kind of stories that really, really touch me and make me feel so happy about this the kind of job I have and the, the community we reach and the support we can give each other.
0: Do you find that it's easier to get to that contemplative state when you're in motion, when you are moving? Because I think for a lot of us, especially those of us who are anxious, I always raise my hand first to be like, totally, anxiety disorder, here I am. Yep. I have a harder time actually meditating, I think, than other people do who do not have that. And so for me, being able to move actually is a way for me to actually get deeper into my own thoughts and be more aware more easily. Do people tell you that when they're reaching out to you?
1: Well, I think moving meditation is wonderful. I think anything where you are you hit that kind of flow state where everything is in rhythm and you're in that moment and you're very present with what's going on inside of you and around you that can tap into that place inside of you that brings up that creativity or you were saying you, you go into a A deeper place because you're in this meditative movement. I love that. And I think it's wonderful. And I think it's a great launching pad for a lot of people. I know I started with yoga, and yoga is a a very, you know, a form of moving meditation. We're connecting with our breath and staying present the entire time. But I definitely see that there's a difference between having a meditation practice and doing something like. A run, or even playing the piano. For my father, he said, "You know, playing the piano is my medicine, or is my my meditation." But I do think when people can start to get to a point where you can sit for a few minutes and be with that anxious mind, and not place any judgment on it, and give yourself that quiet time and space where you aren't moving, because we that kind that also can lead into you know not not that it's a crutch for the anxiety to find that that sort of outlet I think it's an ima- amazing outlet but I do find it's really nice and can be important especially for moms and for you and I or for people who are very busy and active to actually start to train themselves to be able to sit for a few minutes because it's the it's what it's oftentimes what we need the most is what we we shy away from right so it's like if it's easy to get into a meditative state when you're running or moving or walking or doing yoga great. But now can you evolve and push the boundaries and see if you can do that seated when you're just sitting on your couch or wherever you choose to find a space to meditate? I think it's nice to have a set space. So I always sit in the exact same space with my same little cozy blanket. And it's like just like when you you know go for a run, you get your same running shoes on, you know your routine, you know what you eat before you're going to go on your run. So it starts to become kind of ingrained in your hab- habitual life. And if you wake up and you start the day with those five, 10 minutes of contemplation meditation, where you're just with yourself and those thoughts, you'll start to notice there's some really big shifts. And then you can also use your runs for other things besides just that, I think. But I do find that incorporating meditation would be really cool for you to try. <laughs> like to yeah. see if you do that. Yeah. Absolutely. No,
0: actually, that was going to be my point. So I love that that's what you said, is that I think that it's a great entry point. And then I think it's like a starting place to notice, Mm -hmm. like, whoa, I could feel so still. But then there is a place also for just sitting quietly with your thoughts. At Modern Mommy Doc, we talk a lot about the idea of morning pages from the artist's way, Mm -hmm. sitting Mm -hmm. and writing out your thoughts, or Mm -hmm. sitting with someone who is guiding you, like you, or we also love the... um, the mindful mama's app is amazing because they have a great app that's like specifically for moms where it's just, you know, 2 minutes or something of a of a mm-hmm. meditation but moving into that place of like why do i feel
1: like i constantly have to be in motion exactly you know we're human beings not human doings and i think that's where the meditation comes into play and that's where you know i don't mind at all if people have racing thoughts as a matter of fact I'll often tell people to get lit get lost in thought that's fine that's your brain processing everything it needs to process and there'll be like these very small moments of maybe that stillness or that quietness and you won't even realize it when you get to that place because the next thing you know you're gonna think of something again you know and what I notice the effects of meditation are are much more profound during the time you're not meditating. So I, I read this really cute story by a meditation teacher friend of mine who said, you know, when I was growing up, I thought my mom was a crazy woman. And he said, and then I realized that she's not crazy. She just didn't know how to manage her, the pressure. You know, it's all of us are sometimes in this pressure cooker where we feel we have so many things to do and our to-do list is endless. And and it's a never, you know, we're on this like hamster wheel, right? And so meditation allows. You need to jump off that hamster wheel, find a little grounding time, find a little spaciousness in your day. Then when you have to jump back on the hamster wheel or you have to get back into whatever it is that needs to be done, you're you're in a fresh place and you're less likely to snap. You're less likely to react. You're less likely to be that crazy mom. You know, I'm sure my boys sometimes see me as the crazy mom and it's usually I'm the crazy mom when either I've missed a meditation or I didn't get enough sleep or I didn't get my workouts in or, you know, so not crazy, but I mean, just like the, the, the type of mom that sometimes, you know, or, or parent or sibling or friend or husband or wife, you know, all of us are, are prone to it. That's where I find that, that having this outlet, whether it be jumping on the bike, going for a run, doing a meditation, taking a walk, doing a yoga practice, doing Pilates is, is extremely beneficial for all of us. The meditation is just icing on the cake, if you can if you can start to incorporate it.
0: Mama, it is here and available for download. It's the new Modern Mama's Club app. We are so ready to join you on your personal journey from conflicted to centered. We want to take you on an evidence-based path from feeling conflicted all the time, from feeling pulled in all kinds of directions, from feeling burnt out, to feeling really purposeful and aligned as you move through your working motherhood experience, no matter what is happening around you. So go check it out in the App Store. A lot of it is that you find yourself when you're not doing things that reconnect you to yourself or that ground you. Mm -hmm. Not showing up in the way that you want to. Not showing up as your best version of yourself, right? Understandably. I mean, honestly, this morning, so we're, (laughs) we're, on our way out the door, the the mornings are always like a little stressful oh, yeah. only because, right? Like as a mom, every, everybody's listening to this who has kids who are in like preschool or above knows this because it's not just you. Like I could plan all the lunches. I could get the clothes laid out the night before, whatever. But there's like, you know, three other people that I have to consider and their needs. And one is like up there, like trying to do her hair and taking forever and whatever. And my husband asked me, "He goes, do you know where one of those little Disney princess brushes are? You know, the little flat brushes, so I can do my hair." Yes. I'm like, what? Like, find it yourself. It's like, are you kidding? I am trying to get all these other people ready to get your friend. And he's like, "I just asked you if you knew where it was. I didn't ask if you needed to find it." And I found myself like taking a pause. And trying to have some mindful self-compassion, you know, to be like, clearly I'm in a state of overwhelm. Okay. So what do I need? What do I need to do? Not maybe in that moment, but maybe today, do I need to take a five extra minutes to myself? Yes. You know, do I need to have a conversation with him to say, all right. Hey, so here's the deal. In the mornings, I'm kind of like in go mode with the kids. So if you need something, you need to set it out for yourself the night before, because that's always going to be a, sna- a state where I'm more snappy, right? So mm-hmm. trying to be kind to yourself and then figure out ways to plan for the future to make it so that then you're maybe not going to be as reactive. So what do you need to do to take care of yourself and to set other people's expectations?
1: 100 percent. My boys have gotten so much better in the morning, too, with, you know, when they have I've made them appreciate the tasks that they get to do like, oh, it's so exciting that you get to help mommy do this. Or you're putting that away from me. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. You're putting on your own socks. Incredible. You know, you packed your own book bag today. I make them feel like really rewarded for being part of the tribe. And I think that's, I mean, it comes back to community. It's like the reason why you want to show up for Peloton because people like high five you when you join the class, you're like, yes, you're doing it. You're showing up for yourself. So I try and do the same thing with my boys. Like, you know, this is incredible what you're doing. And then it takes some of the onus off me as a mom to feel like I have to do everything. In the beginning, I was, you know, I I love to nurture and I would love to fill up everyone's water for them and do all the lunches for them all the time. And now I'm noticing that I do them a, a more of a service if they're actually providing for themselves and figuring out how to do their own thing. So, okay, everyone fill up their own water bottles. We're getting ready to go. And it's extremely important for, I think, for people to have, or my kids need to know a timeline. They need to have a countdown so that it's not like at the very last minute, okay, we're at the door. You know, I'll give them like, Alexa set a a timer for 10 minutes. Okay. When 10 minutes goes off, that means now it's water bottle time and lunchbox time. And then in five minutes, we're going to be out the door. So it gives them these like little, like, like they know, okay. Otherwise it used to just be kind of this mass chaos of like, ah, we got to go now. (laughs) So I think if you set people up for like success and you let your kids know, and I love what you said too about being very communicative with your partner or who any, anyone who can be there to help out in any way, it's super beneficial. And I, I do think that in the long run, people love to feel like they're part of a team and part of a, you know, helping out part of the collective, like, okay, now we got ready together and look at, we're going to be on time for school. And isn't that awesome? Like, I think it's just great to constantly reinforce the positive. And there's this fun thing that I have, I have this sign in my house that like, it's a grounding exercise for all of us. Like you were just saying If you take a moment, there's the five senses. So the five things that you see around you, four things that you feel, three things that you hear, two things that you smell, one thing that you taste. And it's like, you can go through those five things and you can do it quickly. You know, you can take as long as you want or as as fast as you want to, but you can do it kind of quickly. And it just gives you a second, a pause of like, okay, what are five things I can see? What are four things I can feel? And my boys and I will do that sometimes too, if they're in a, like in a heightened state or we just need to chill out
0: how are they about the whole yoga thing like are they into it are they very like yes mom is such a guru we should follow every piece of advice that she has about mindfulness or <laughs> are they like ah mom
1: <laughs> you yeah, i'm also the realistic mom i'm also the fact like you know there are some times when all my boys want to do is play Pokemon and oh, i just want to go crazy with the Pokemon but i also have to realize i try and put myself in their shoes and remember what it was like to be in their level when when you were a kid and you're obsessed with something. You know, for me, it was sticker club and I would have stickers everywhere. And I had to get like the, I think they were like Lisa Frank stickers. Is that what the name of those stickers were? But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I had an obsession with them. And so I want to honor the fact that they are very obsessed with this game right now but also there's like boundaries and limitations to it. We can't play Pokémon like 24/7. So let's figure out our pocket of window for Pokémon and then that means homework and then that means bath and then that means this or you know we might have soccer activities or whatever. But I think that they when they were younger it was much easier for them to join me on the mat because they were still toddlers or they would see me doing stuff and they would love it. They would jump on and they would practice more yoga. And now they're kind of going through a phase of figuring out who they are, what they like the most. But I do love it when I see them every now and then. William the other day, like, hey, mom, and he broke out a wheel pose. And I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Or they'll still, like, show me some poses. Or we were were doing Halloween pictures and Timothy was a scarecrow and he started doing, like, scarecrow poses and tree poses. And so I think it's just something that because I'm always doing it, it will always be part of their life. And even the meditation, I always do my meditation first thing in the morning before the boys wake up, but there's been times when they, they'll they wake up and I'm still doing my meditation. So I'll say, here, sit next to me on the couch. I got to finish my meditation. If you want to do it with me, you can. Mm-hmm. Most of the time they won't. But I, I do have this sense of just, you know, monkey see, monkey do. So the more you they see you doing things that are positive for yourself, the the more they'll start to to do the same, I, I feel like.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's totally true. Now, I I want to know also, I think people would be very interested in knowing you're someone who is on the screen, you're leading classes, you're teaching other people about mindfulness and mm-hmm. about giving yourself a break. What are the ways that you do that as a working mom? How do you integrate your work and your personal life how do you balance kind of all the different responsibilities and different roles that you have? And how is that at Peloton? Like how welcoming are they to having that level of integration that we know
1: working moms need? Oh my gosh. I I mean, I think it's probably the only place I could be doing what I'm doing and have the amount of time with my kids. I, I feel super blessed that I have, you know, that I can be a working mom and I can still most days pick up my kids from school they're extremely gracious when it comes to moms that you know there's early morning classes I teach and that's kind of a non-negotiable because I, I have a slot that I have to fill but I have an incredible nanny thank goodness but they work with you you know I would much rather have a few early morning classes than have to teach the evening classes and they take that into account so For me, I like to be home in the evenings with my boys, reading the books, tucking them in. And so I'd rather sacrifice a few morning walk to school so that I can teach and still, and, you know, I teach every other weekend, which is incredible. So on the weekends that I'm not teaching, I can really have a full quality weekend with my boys. I feel like I can integrate a lot of my outside work into my life easy because it's playlisting is one thing I absolutely love to do. And I love to listen to music. So even if I'm home listening to music with the boys, they get into it as well. Or it's something that's really fun to do. Even my dad was here recently and I was planning my rock and roll class out and he was really getting into it. And he was like, Oh, you got to, this one. you know, it can become like a whole family affair. The meetings when I can, now that we can start doing them in person again is really, really wonderful. I think it's nice to see my colleagues and my higher ups in person, and to be able to talk to them and sit down with them. Social media is always, I think, an ongoing part of my job, but that's very doable for me to incorporate my lifestyle. When people want to hear about what's going on, they want to see pictures from my classes, they want to be a part of the community when we have member classes. They love to see all of that. And also, I just, I honestly, truly, like I said earlier, I honestly love to move and to practice and to try and practice what I preach even. I think I'm also learning, I'm learning what I'm speaking, right? So I'm constantly in in like process mode. And and I think that's what's so cool is we can get on the mats together or we can get on our, you know, we can work out together and work through things together and move through things and grow through what we go through. I think Jess Sim says that a lot, which is really great. So for me, it's just, I don't really feel like I'm lucky because I don't really feel like I'm working, if that's to be honest. I feel like if all of us can find a job that's more playful and fun than it is tedious, you know, so that you wake up, it doesn't even feel like, you know, like, instead of like, I know, I've had friends or or colleagues or people who are just like, "Ah, I can't wait for the weekend, you know, and because we're a studio, and we have classes seven days a week, there's not really sometimes distinctions between the weekends. But for me, I feel like it's kind of sad that people have to be like, oh, I just can't wait till the weekend comes because I hate my job or I hate my life so much. It's like, it'd be great if we could all find something that we do that it doesn't even really matter if it's, you know, the weekdays or the weekends. Like, I think I want my boys to feel that in school as well so that they, obviously they look forward to the weekends and having fun and, and play time, but I also want them to look forward to school the same way I look forward to my job. Like, like there's so much joy in going to class and learning and doing art and being with your friends. And I just think that it's kind of the our perspective and the way we see things.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, actually, we have a day off of school tomorrow, and I found myself almost saying to my kids, like, yay, day off of school tomorrow. And I stopped myself. So right. like, that's not the message that I want to send them. Like, it's only right? fun when we have a day off of school. And I know I like it better when they're in school. <laughs> it's easier for me right. when they're in school. So, like, <laughs> love- actually, I'm not feeling that way. Why would I put that on them? That they have to be super excited that they don't get to be with their friends and they're not going to be moving and learning art exactly. and doing math and all those fun exactly. things.
1: Yeah. That's just And aunt- Speaking of like Peloton and motherhood, I mean, I'm past the that phase now. Unfortunately, I would love to have another baby because I love the baby stage. But the maternity leave is incredible. You know, it's really wonderful that they give time for moms to be with their children in that fourth trimester and a really great support system through pre and, and postnatals. So I think that's great. Yeah. You know, one
0: thing that I've really appreciated about the classes that I take is that especially your classes and Robin's classes, I do a lot of Robin's bike classes that I feel like mm-hmm. there's also this vibe of, yes, I'm a mom for sure. Of yes, I'm a working mom, but that it's not all about that, that it's about being like a well-rounded person. And that I feel like there's a lot of this just energy of, Hey, listen, just cause you're in your forties, Like it's not too late. You're not dead. Like like, let's listen to the hip hop music. Let's listen to the rock and roll. Let's like do the fun class. And so I think
1: there's some good energy around that too. No, and I think Robin's amazing. What she once said really resonated with me the same way you said it. That yes, I'm a mom, but that also doesn't define who I am as a person. You know, I'm still me. I'm still Kristen. I'm still Robin. I'm still Whitney. I'm still this woman who, like you were saying, can go out and dress up and go and have, you know, fun with my partner or with my girlfriends or like, that's a very tricky balance with being a mom, because sometimes you do give over your entire, you could give over your entire identity to your children. And, but it's much healthier when you have your own identity and you're this person who's got a lot of interest and a lot of cool things that you get to do. And it's probably good for our children to see us doing that so that they realize like, I'm just not this, you know, I'm not this like, servant to my kids that has to do everything for them. And my other yoga teacher, who I absolutely love, said it's very similar whether you've had kids or not. You hit this certain age where, you know, you might be an empty nester almost, like your kids are going off to school or you, or if you never had kids, you're back at this point where you're, you know, re-examining, like, who am I and what do I want to do? And, and so I think it's really great for us to, to keep sight of that and remind ourselves that, yes, um, we are a mom and that's a part of ourselves. But we are also, like you were saying, a well-rounded person and we are also our own identity. And I think that's really great to keep building that strength and that inner muscle and reminding ourselves that it's okay to have, you know, outside interests as well. And, and I think it's probably very healthy even for our children to see that.
0: I just had this thought too. I think there's some level of escapism also that can happen with a Peloton class. Like clearly Cody is not my, like, like he's not my demographic, but I, I, if I'm feeling like down or I need like a little pick me up or I just want to have such a good time, I just put on like a 20 minute Cody class so that I'm laughing and sending screenshots or videos to my friends. Like, It just gets you in a good
1: mood. That's what's so wonderful. I love his classes. There's something for everyone and there's something for everyone's mood. I agree with you. There's times when I'm like, I just want to kick my butt. And there's times when I'm like, I just want a dance party. There's times when I want that extra like, you know, motivation. I want that like those affirmations. And then there's times I'm just like, I just need a low impact. You know, there's so many different, I love it. That's what I like too about the yoga classes. You know, we've got like, floor focus poses or evening flows, morning flows, power flows, if you really want to like power it up. And then the music genre is really fun. I think for me, that's been one of my favorite things like I was talking about earlier is doing the playlisting again. When I was teaching in the studios up until my job at Peloton, a lot of my classes were to no music at all. So I would just teach to the breath. I would come in and I would just teach breath and my voice. And so getting to have the music as the background again is really nice. It's really fun. I think it's like the, one of those things that you energy creates more energy. And the second you you turn on the app or you, you jump on the bike or get your weights or treadmill or whatever, like it just, it gives you more energy, you know, it makes you feel so much better.
0: Yeah, I think that's the other cool thing about Peloton too. Basically this is just me a Peloton ad, but I'm I have no qualms about it because every single person who looks at anything on all my stuff knows that I'm a Peloton junkie, so it doesn't really matter. I think there's something to that too, because I think prior to Peloton, that was the other thing. It's like, well, you could go, I could go to an in-person yoga class. I had this place in Portland where I live that I love that has amazing, amazing soundtrack, amazing mm-hmm. playlist. It's so good, but I have to like get my tush over there. And then it takes me, you know, 30 minutes to drive down and then to park and then to like set the mat up and then to do the class for an hour and 15 minutes and then to, Come back and like in the end, that's two and a half hours versus going downstairs on my mat for 20 minutes to something that is like equally as an equally good fit, I think. So I think that's the other piece that that I totally appreciate about on demand exercise is that it actually saves especially working moms a lot of time from having to have all that extra childcare on either side of it or extra time that's spent on things that you don't really want to spend time on like parking
1: exactly and it doesn't have to be an either or i always feel like a lot of times in life we do that to ourselves where it can always be an and so you you know you have now that it's post pandemic and people can go outside and do more classes that are not in their home or off demand, you can. The beautiful thing about, like you just said, you have this opportunity to roll out of bed and sneak in a class as a mom or do it anytime, anywhere, whenever you need to in your own timing. But every now and then, if you can meet a girlfriend at a yoga class in addition to it and have a little community time, great. You know, so, but. I could never, ever not have the option of being able to do it in my house and when I want to, which is such the beauty of Peloton. I think the the most incredible thing that's a good thing to think about as well when it comes to Peloton. Like I have a girlfriend who's been doing my yoga classes for years, and then when I joined Peloton, she and her husband ended up getting a bike, and she said she's fallen in love with the bike now, and they might even get the treadmill, and they love it. But I think what's so good about me jumping on the Peloton platform as well as it got me more on the bike and in the tread and doing cardio again, which I hadn't done in quite a while in that kind of like formal setting. I would walk my boys here and there, but I wasn't really getting my heart rate up like I should be. But then I have cycling cyclists who've been doing Peloton bike for years and they'll reach out to me and say, oh, I finally discovered yoga and it feels so good. So I think what's so cool about Peloton is that there's these, you discover things that you might not have done had you not you know, been doing Peloton because there's some people who have now discovered meditation that would have never been meditating, you know, three years ago. So I think that's, what's really cool is it, it gives you that, those interdisciplines, like you're able to cross train and keep your whole ma- mind, body, and spirit alive and well and healthy,
0: Kristen, thank you so much for being here on the podcast. It is going to be such an inspiration to moms everywhere. And I hope that they just run immediately and go take one of your classes because they're the best.
1: I so appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Where can people find
1: you if they're interested in learning more about you? So I'm on the Peloton app and you do not have to have the hardware in order to take all of my classes. You can download the app. You can cast it from your TV. You can do it on your iPad, your computer, your iPhone. There is a two-month free trial for brand new users to the app, which is really cool. And I'm on Instagram at Kristen McGee. It's with an I, -I -I K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-C-G-E-E. And so I really hope if you want to reach out to me, if you have any questions or concerns, but I really hope to see you on the leaderboard questions, not concerns, but I had a high school teacher who used to always say questions, comments, concerns. So if you can take class with me, that'd be amazing. I can see you on the leaderboard. If you send me your leaderboard handle, I can always give you some shout outs too, which is really fun. And I'm not only yoga, but also Pilates, which is under the strength trap tab meditation. And then I have pre postnatal yoga and also the family yoga and family meditations, which is really great.
0: So awesome. And next time I'm in New York, I'm definitely going to be coming hopefully to a live class. I would love to see you there. I would too. love
1: that. Thank Yay. you. Thanks so much. Have a great day, Whitney.
0: You too. Whitney. How many of you feel like taking care of your makeup needs takes away from your time to do what really matters to you? I know I felt that way for such a long time. I literally never did my makeup unless I was recording for a client or out for a big event until I found mommy makeup. After being a professional makeup artist for over 20 plus years, Deborah Rubin Roberts had the privilege to work for and with some of the best brands and talent in the beauty industry. But it was becoming a mom that became the catalyst for Deborah to develop her own makeup line, Mommy Makeup, clean beauty for busy women like you and me. She figured if she needed clean cosmetics that were fast and easy to use and gave makeup artists quality results, surely other women did too. And she was totally right. Mommy Makeup is talc-free, paraben-free, cruelty-free, and non-comedogenic. But most important to me, it's multitasking. You literally just send them your selfie and which products interest you. And they will reply back with shade suggestions. Instead of using 13 different products, you can use just six multitasking power products to save you time, money, and clutter. Mommy Makeup, clean beauty for busy women. That's the only way I'm using makeup ever again. Use code Modern Mommy Doc. That's M-O-D-E-R-N M-O-M-M-Y-D-O-C for 20% off your first mommy makeup order. Or use the link, mommymakeup.com forward slash modern mommy doc. That's mommymakeup.com forward slash M-O-D-E-R-N M-O-M-M-Y-D-O-C. And the promo code will automatically apply. mama if you want more of the modern mommy Doc podcast make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes we'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag modern mommy Dog. if you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well thanks for listening